You can listen to episodes of Conversations with Joe earlier than everybody else and completely ad-free on Nebula. When you sign up for Nebula, our creator-owned streaming service, you not only get access to ad-free content from my channel, you also get bonus episodes in my videos and exclusive series not available anywhere else. Sign up for Nebula by clicking the link in the description or go to nebula.tv slash conversations with Joe to support the podcast and get more eye-opening content. Hey there, and welcome to the Answers with Joe podcast, where today I've got another interview for you. I haven't done an interview in a while. Uh, Cooper Carr is a friend of mine. We met years ago when he helped me on uh, a shoot for a movie that was unfortunately never finished, but uh, we stayed friends ever since. Cooper, in that time since then, has begun a podcast called the Cinepile Podcast. Uh, that's C-I-N-E-P-I-L-E, -E, uh, where they talk about movies from a more... Um, kind of artistic, esoteric angle. Uh, it's not just a review show. It's more of an examination of film. Uh, he says that they, they have down-to-earth discussions about films that matter. That's the, the slogan for their channel. Uh, they talk about all kinds of movies, uh, especially the more obscure but influential films, uh, but they also have big Hollywood hits, you know, the ones that are worth talking about anyway. But Cooper joined me for this interview to talk about Bitcoin because he's really been all over the whole Bitcoin thing from the very beginning. In fact, when I was researching for my Bitcoin video in December, he and I uh, actually went out to a pizza place and he helped me, uh, set me straight on the whole subject. Uh, he gave me a lot of really good information that was really helpful to making the, the video. So thanks to him for that. And originally I wanted to put this out around the time of the video. Uh, but, you know, we had trouble coordinating schedules, life got in the way, it was the holidays. But um, it was still, I thought, an interesting conversation, so better late than never, I guess. Uh, we get into a lot of subjects here. He talks about how he first got into Bitcoin, the changes he's seen, where cryptocurrencies are going, uh, how it could change social media. And we dip into a couple of tangents about dinosaurs and politics, in case you're allergic to that kind of thing. But it's all in good fun. Um, Real quick, I want to apologize for a couple of things. The sound quality on this is not the greatest thing I've ever done. Uh, we actually recorded this at my house, uh, which I've never done for a podcast before. It's usually over Skype. But the thing about my house is that my dog lives here. And uh, my, dog, my dog either loves you with every cell in his body or you are a mass murderer with a knife to my throat. It's just, it's just one of those two. There's nothing in between. And uh, it takes several sessions of getting to know you and sniffing your butt before he can change his, his mind on the whole murderer thing. So all that has to say that you're going to be hearing my dog barking in the background, uh, just an astonishingly ridiculous amount of barking. I tried the best I could to, you know, uh, to record the podcast without it, but I guess podcasts in my home are just not going to be a good idea. Anyway, you live and learn. Also a learning experience, I probably should have used a second mic for recording this. I thought since we were sitting right next to each other, the one mic would do the trick, but it was clearly closer to him than it was to me, so you might have to strain to hear me sometimes. Anyway, uh, so there's a little bit of up and down in the, in the sound, and I apologize for that, but lesson learned. Hope it's not too bad for you. So anyway, uh, this goes on for about an hour, so I'll shut up now. Hope you enjoy it. Thanks for listening, but first... So you've heard me talk about Canker Boy, which I know is a weird sponsor, but most people don't realize that I actually created Canker Boy. So that's me. I'm Canker Boy. <laughs> it's, it's a supplement I came up with several years ago. Uh, I'd had these recurring mouth ulcers my whole life, and I was just done. I was tired of it constantly being a problem, so I did a bunch of research, tested a bunch of things on myself, and I came up with this, and it worked. So I thought maybe I can make this available for other people, and that's what Canker Boy is. So weird sponsor, weird thing to talk about, but if you do have issues with canker sores and mouth ulcers, I urge you to give it a try. You get a two-month risk-free trial, so go to cankerboy.com to check it out. That's C-A-N-K-E-R-B-O-Y.com. Now on with the show. 
I discovered Bitcoin in the weirdest kind of way. So I listened to Gimlet Media has a whole podcast network. Okay. And they had, um, well, I, I forgot what TV, what what podcast had it, but essentially it's what is called Zcash, which is like a cryptocurrency that is kind of like Monero or Lisk, and is like more so based off of what's called kind of a privacy coin, so very anonymous kind of like transactions. And it was like the making of like Zcash. And I was like, that's really weird. Like cryptocurrencies like i've never heard of that like internet so zcash was the first crypto you that i've ever heard of really most people's bitcoin well i I heard about bitcoin like i remember specifically i was playing like some shooter in 2009 2010 and it was like i remember bitcoin i was like so what is this and they're like it's a coin but right now it's worth like 0.0003 cents i'm like it's not even a penny and they call it a coin that doesn't make sense And was it Zimbabwe dollars? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it was like Zimbabwe bucks. And and it's like I mean I heard about like you know Bitcoin really early on, but there was no one to like grab me and be like, no, you fool. (laughs) Just just put a hundred dollars in it. But yeah, so I got to Zcash and I started um and at that time I told my girlfriend about it. And and I was like, hey, like there's this really thing cool thing called Zcash. It's one of those cryptocurrencies trying to be smart and she goes oh yeah like i have some positions in bitcoin litecoin and ethereum <laughs> and i was just like but, yeah those things yeah and i was like what are, what are those and she's like well ethereum is well and essentially and that's where it all started but for her you know she put you know 50 or 100 bucks in and me like i had student debt i've yeah. i always wanted to like make a lot of money through investing because I had all of my money in Robinhood at the time like like through stock investment and everything like that and it wasn't going anywhere super boring index funds that grew like 2% a month it's the, but that's the, like the adult stuff though like, yeah no you, like, I was trying to I, I was trying to do some adulting and then and I just <laughs> came across this that was like fuck adulting it's wackadoodle time again yeah, and I was like alright yeah. um, and so I was like wow this could be like an opportunity for me like to pay off my student debt and like three months time or something like that and so and I, I actually like just recently like crossed that threshold towards like if i want i'm not going to do it right now because like 2018 is probably going to be like i mean my grandma's asked me about bitcoin like the <laughs> f-ing secret yeah, is out that's right weird. now yeah. and so i think that 2018 is just going to be like the mooning of everything mm-hmm. and it's just going to be such a heyday for everything else right now and bitcoin's at like 14 something like that fourteen thousand after the correction from like $20,000. And um, yeah, I think it's just gonna be a crazy, crazy year for it. And it's it's really cool because I think a lot of people are gonna get a lot of financial independence that like very seldom would have that opportunity. And that's what's what's the real cool thing. It's like a lot of people who can just be nerds and Mm -hmm. and not like corporate ding-dong assholes who can actually take advantage of this. You know, because right now, when anyone asks me what about what cryptos are, I'm like, I'm the guy in the basement who's telling you about how data packets work, and you're calling me an idiot because it's never going to be a thing. Or I showed you Pong, and you told me why when you can just go play tennis. And well, so like you saw yeah. my my video on it, right? Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, your blockchain so video and your blockchain Bitcoin video. video. I'm a big fan. Uh, <laughs> you and many others. Yeah. No, well, so that's why I started it that way, um, where I was talking about how, you know, that that clip that uh, 
that notorious clip from the Today Show where they're like, "What is internet?" Yeah, yeah. What is what is Do an you internet? Send it a letter. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Because um, these things have a way of kind of standardizing after a while. Because it was it was crazy once upon a time, and it was like data packet switching and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and it was all these technical jargon that nobody like even today we'd even understand. Yeah, right? yeah. But but once it kind of took hold, it became what it became, and that's kind of how I feel like blockchain is. That's why I started the video that yeah. way. Because because even you know, talking to you just about the cryptos, it's it hurts your brain for a good while. Yeah, I mean, I, I melted a little bit, and so uh, I feel like the way I, I felt like that you got it once I made the cigarette metaphor, though. Yeah, that the, was the, a good the, one. The cigarette, cigarette metaphor and the prisoner, yeah. and the prisoner thing, and then just like and and blockchain is just everyone knows where the cigarettes are. That's all. <laughs> everyone knows that Johnny, the guy who stabbed, you know, that one guy in the shower, he's got a whole pack of cigarettes. But I think, and obviously I watched a lot of videos on the subject and read a lot yeah, of articles yeah. and stuff. And I think the mistake that a lot of them made was that they want to explain the technology. And so they yeah. get into the, the hashes and this, that, you know. Mm-hmm. And and that's where people just get lost. Like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And so that's why I, I try to avoid that as much as possible and just say, like, here's what this could lead to. Yeah. You know, and of course, we don't know. It could it could lead to all kinds of things that we can't even imagine right yeah, now. Yeah, it, it's, it's still, like woefully experimental mm-hmm. and everything like that and it and it very often gets compared to the um uh, what is it the 90s dot com crash because i remember like there was there was like uh, websites that were dedicated for just chocolate you know yeah. now uh you know there was you know pets.com of course super famous kind of thing and the thing was is just like it what we could be saying <clears throat> is just what we saw in the 90s to where it was the internet, but it was before DSL. It was before mm-hmm. high-speed internet and, like, you know, 40 up, 40 down kind of megabyte speed, um, which I wish I had. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have that at my house. Um, so, like, there were, it, was a, it was a lot of good ideas, mm-hmm. but not in the right environment. So it was, like, right place. Well, it was, it, was, well, it was a good idea in the wrong time, and I'm kind of, like, wondering, like, will that be the same ailment yeah. with cryptos? I, so... It's kind of hard to see this when it's happening. It's always things that you can recognize, yeah. you know, 2020 in hindsight. But, like, the thing that makes me interested in it is, uh, you know, you talk about the Internet. That's a perfect example. But also I think of, like, VHS and beta. Anytime mm-hmm. there's a new technology, there's a there's a format war. Yeah, there is. You know? And so we're in the middle of, like, the, the like Game the, of the, Thrones of format wars yeah, right now. Yeah, because, like, the format is, like, the banks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the banks of banks yeah. who are just, like, who have wield crazy amounts of power and and it's just so funny because there's so much like fudding and like fomoing going on right now <laughs> in terms of like like you know it, it really should be like top uh you know article should be like guy who works at a bank doesn't like a thing that will put him out of a job kind mm-hmm. of thing because you know i i was curious I was like you know what if you go into bitcoin if you type in bitcoin into youtube i'm like what's the first thing that you get and the first thing were like two negative articles yeah. by one was by jordan belfort the guy who ripped off everyone the guy uh, from wolf of wall street yeah 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 and then it was like some other some other you know uh you know guy who was involved in everything like that and he was a big fat old white dude who uh no i'm totally good um a big fat old white dude who you know didn't do it and i was like no like it's I'm watching like mining tutorials from like 14 year olds on YouTube, and they're like, <laughs> yeah. "Okay, so you want to go to GitHub and take that data packet and put that in there, and then you want to just like extract the contents." And I'm just like, "You can extract zipped contents." I'm like, "I didn't even know that was a thing." And so, yeah, it's it's a good it's impression a, of a 14 year old. <laughs> yeah. 
but uh, it, it's 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 really cool and revolutionary, and, and and like there's gonna be a lot of naysayers, but it's just one of those things where you just kind of have to go forward mm. with it. But I, I mean, what we also talked about previously, viewers that weren't at the pizza <laughs> diner with us, um, and those was, that were, yeah, it was secretly. like um, I I had no idea what a you know a hammer candle was. I didn't know what price wedging was. I, I didn't know what support like things were. And like these are all like graph terms like oh hey like a support wedge is just where the bottoms are rising and the highs are dipping and you come to a wedge and it's like okay now what's going to happen at this oh, okay. point. So it's okay. like two ver- vertices like intersecting. And and like candles are just like the price action per day or per hour or whatever okay. you set it to. And and like learning about candles and their wicks and what those are. And and I've like I've used that to look at stocks and evaluate like you know real people money and right, not magic right. internet money and so it's cool because I've gotten <clears throat> to get into a level of finance that I've never been in before and it makes me look at money in a radically different way. I uh, went out to a a dinner recently and it was a New Year's Eve dinner and it wasn't the cheapest thing in the world and I was just like, man, I could have bought like point one Bitcoin with that. <laughs> That's an not point one, not point one Bitcoin. Um, or Satoshi's, as it could be called. Okay, um, so break that. Uh, that's still something yeah. I don't understand. So okay, what is so a Satoshi? What's the conversion between a Satoshi? So there are and eight decimal places yeah. after okay. after the uh, Bitcoin. Yeah. Each mark, you can just consider it a Satoshi. The smallest point, if that on the eighth decimal place, if there is one, that is considered one Satoshi. Okay. So, so it's a smallest yeah, unit. Of yeah. So Bitcoin. you can have like one, like oh hey, like Verge is trading at one thousand satoshis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll tell you, if anyone's honestly listening to it, um, I've made a lot of like good, good investment things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have made a couple bad ones as investing happens, mm-hmm. and always making sure to compare stuff to Bitcoin is really important. Just kind of want to do a little PSA in terms of that because a lot of people go, oh hey, like this coin went up you know $15 American I'm gonna withdraw it now and then sell it and then they have less money and they don't understand why and the thing is is Bitcoin actually went down or went went up and so when you sold that currency back into Bitcoin you actually got less Bitcoin than what you actually did when you invested initially and so it's kind of a it's a different kind of thing it's kind of a tough thing to to wrap your head around but it's essentially like it's like an asset class change so because like if you were doing daily stocks you would judge it against, um, you know, USD, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, with crypto, it's, you know, Bitcoin. With, uh, you know, big hedge fund people, they look at the S&P to see if they're matching anything like that. Like like large ones, like the, the Black Rocks out there that have trillions of dollars. Like they, they uh, measure themselves against the S&P asset class. So just it's different asset classes that are changing. And so essentially it's just, just look at Bitcoin and that's it. And stop looking at USD because it's gonna bite you in the ass unless unless you can withdraw to um, withdraw to USD, which you can do that with like usually using Coinbase, and I think that's why there's that big misnomer of oh hey what's it doing in terms of USD, mm-hmm. and that's not really too too wise. So just, that's the money they know. Yeah, yeah, no, so. that that's the money they know for sure, and. And, and I think with Coinbase, which is like the most popular one, mm-hmm. um, you can withdraw back into fiat uh, USD. And so that that kind of created that misconception. So if anyone's listening and they're, and they're curious about investing into it, um, one, I'd say check out Crypto Investor. He's an online guy. He's super... Is that a, is that a website or a YouTuber? A, he's a YouTuber, just okay. cri- Crypto no, Space in, in, yeah. Investor. Um, he is not a happy guy. He is, he, he is a cynic cynic. He is not on that like crypto hype train. Like 
we're gonna run the banks like kind of thing because there's there's the crazy like crypto guy to where it's like he's the borderline anarchist and then there's like the guy who's just doing it to get more you know usd in his yeah. pocket um and so that that's kind of how he he will look at that and just be like mm, no how is bitcoin gonna pop how is bitcoin gonna fail like let's talk about yeah. like this like let's talk about weaknesses instead of like all just sort of circle jerking each other saying that everything's fine so he gets really brutal and is very awesome he's got you know good amount of subscribers he's within the crypto community he's very well reputed he he is on steam it like you are Mm -hmm. now from what i understand so he's on steam it too so if you're looking on steam it and you want to comment and make steam it bucks then you can (laughs) but um but yeah so that's kind of that's kind of my whole bitcoin spiel Mm -hmm. so like going back to the whole format wars thing um when you choose, how many different do you own right now? 16. I, I have 16 different cryptocurrencies right okay. now. Okay, okay. So um, yeah. when you choose which one you want to buy, is it simply off of which one's rising and falling and looking <sighs> good in the market, or do you actually look at the technology behind it? <laughs> so my good friend Matt Spurrier, uh, he, he was kind of like my crypto buddy at, at work. He was my, <laughs> he was my intern because beforehand I had He's like, a buddy that you can't read. Yeah, yeah. Because crypto. <laughs> He's my crypto Sorry. buddy. He's always very cryptic. Slide my hand. Um, but like, uh, he, he had, a, he had a total, like, you know, ride the train kind of thing. Like, you know, it, it, is it going up? Is it going down? And I had like much more of a philosophical kind of thing towards like, what is this coin about? Like, what are they trying to accomplish with it? Um, so like, for example, for like substratum, like yeah. I, I'm, I have like, uh, like a hundred substratum coins that I got like back when it was like really cheap or whatever. And, and that is completely technology-based cryptocurrency you can't even really call it a currency that's about uh essentially decentralizing the entire internet so you know countries like venezuela north korea uh syria you know during the entire um the muslim revolution that happened with the arab spring um they just shut off the internet in many instances and then that was it and it was like okay well what if i told you that that's not it in terms of the internet you can activate the substratum network and now you're connected to all the computers yeah. and all those computers i mean it's it's very technical stuff but from what the best i can understand all the computers are essentially a decentralized uh, data center and you can still have access to the internet all you have to do is host it so it's not like the hard line cord was cut it's not like the internet really is off it's just they've turned all the isps off right. and you just have to get clever and these guys got clever and they did that and they've actually had uh, complete testing so we're like hey like we're turning off our internet we're going to use a substratum network it totally works and so like i invested in that just like how i invest in you know solar energy like stocks and right. stuff like that it's because i believe in solar right. um so like that that's kind of an emotional kind of kind of thing and like that's where most of my stuff has been um other things are like kind of reading the markets mm-hmm. and stuff like that so obviously because i was like what's the next big thing and i was like you know i've gotten my my four months in i'm obviously an expert now um <laughs> and I was 10 like, hours is that the number yeah yeah That's 10 hours yeah oh yeah ten thousand hours but in crypto it's 10 hours it's apparently 10, yeah. um i can't wait for crypto guru to be like on everyone's linkedin kind of thing oh my god you know i'm i'm, I'm curious when that's gonna undertake everybody's a social media marketing yeah everyone's a social exactly that exactly everyone's social media marketing ninja guru take my class it's only 14.99 <laughs> um yeah. but uh yeah and like i think with like i took a step back from everything i was like let's just try to look at it objectively remove your emotions from it i was like 
big money and institutional money is now coming into the crypto world, as we all like know with Bitcoin futures and everything like that from your video, that um, what comes next is usually, I'm not sure, how much can I curse on this? Because I've been cursing pretty willy-nilly. Well, the, the seal's been broken, so <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm going to have to go back and bleep anyway, so go ahead. Okay. Well, um, I'll make you not have to bleep so much. So, not just, Well, no, just speak to that for just a second, because this is all about me. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I try to keep a clean channel just because there are people that um, I know their kids watch. That's know? true. Um, I, you know me in person. I cuss like a sailor, but... You know. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I, that, that, I also think it's funnier to bleep out a cuss word than leave it in. There's just something funny about it to me. Yeah. So anyway, cuss, cuss away. I'll just have to bleep it later. Well, um, yeah, so with institutional money coming in, usually where there's greed, there's evil, and that evil will follow. And then regulation and government markets will then follow as well. Because right. these big players, they have influence over legislators. We've already had legislation trying to shut down cryptocurrency, saying that it's going to cause the next 9-11 or something like that, um, even though probably 9-11 was perpetrated with a lot of U.S. dollars that were, mm-hmm. you know, funneled through some kind of bank and was, like, not looked at kind of thing. We can't track that because there's no blockchain to look at it. Um but I was like, okay, so the next thing that I think is going to happen is that privacy is going to become a huge thing. We, we're not going to want people's little digits to get inside of our pie. And so I thought like things like Monero, Zcash, Lisk, Verge, um, Neblio. I think kind of Nab, 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 yeah, Nab, yeah, Nabcoin a little bit and just being like, okay, cool. Like that should be a good investment mm-hmm. kind of thing. And so like me and my, my buddy Matt, we were like, okay, cool. Like that's where our investment should be. And then like probably a month later, like all the, all of a sudden the regulations started coming out. Mm-hmm. Like everyone started pushing and I just saw these coins just bing, 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 bing. And I went and it, yeah, it just went, you know, up and up. So it's, and, and I say that because everyone talks about like as crypto is like this flotsam and jetsam and like there is a lot of volatility within the market for sure. Like I've sat there with my fingers in my, you know, hair just going like, what is going on right now? <laughs> like ev- everyone was like, okay, $11,000 Bitcoin's going to correct. Why is it at 13,000 now? Why is it at 15, mm-hmm. 16, 18, 19, 21,000? I think was like its top, top all time high on some, on some exchanges. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it's it's wackadoodle, but there's still some kind of things that that's, can get into it because it's very much so, it's very emotionally driven bubble right now for sure. And it's a total bubble. Like a lot of, a lot of cryptos are in a lot of bubble because it's all speculation marketing right now it's well not speculation marketing it's speculation in general so yeah it's a lot of people just out there with pickaxes saying there's gold in them hills and well yeah but with some smarter people with the people the people with the money who maybe don't are not all that tech savvy suddenly they're talking about an nbc and they're talking about it you know on fox news or whatever it's like oh we have to put our money in this bitcoin thing yeah yeah and and it's so funny because like you can see the not so great guys like Bitcoin Cash's uh, main guy Roger Ver, you know he's on NBC and he's like, oh yeah, you know they call me Bitcoin Jesus. It's whatever. And then at, <laughs> and at the bottom lower third, Bitcoin Jesus. Uh, and I know that Roger Ver is a scumbag, but my mom and dad are sitting there sending me text messages going like, hey, this Roger Ver guy was or Ver whatever is the first person to like invest in Bitcoin. And it's not true at all. Like he yeah. was the first guy to invest in Bitcoin companies, but he like is manipulating the stuff. And so it's it's very interesting to see like the kind of 
you know, I'm in like the factory, like where the meat gets made and my parents are buying it at retail. And the, the messaging that's happening between mainstream media and, you know, Reddit uh, is radically different. Um, but I'd recommend if anybody like wants to get news on it, Twitter is uh, like my, my Twitter is just cryptos. That's all it is now. I, I went through and just, you know, essentially almost unfollowed everybody on Twitter. And I just made a crypto Twitter. And I was just like, I don't want to get a new username. I don't want to make a new profile. I'm just going to do a crypto Twitter because like uh, the salt salt lending platform is another cryptocurrency. And I remember I got their tweet first before their official announcement that their all their salt lending uh, platform went live. And I was like, holy crap, this is going to skyrocket. Like this is going to increase like the value of this like by 30% or something like that. And so like I just put a couple of bucks in there and woohoo but that was because i could keep my ear to the ground and have twitter yeah. so it's kind of a, it's kind of a live and learn and i wish i had a lot like this has been a process of like months and months and months of like the best way to do it so yeah. i would say you know follow crypto investor you know be be smart compared to bitcoin not usd definitely uh and then do what I just said that I already forgot about. <laughs> just, just do all the things that I did. Re, 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 rewind 30 seconds there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So at this point in the podcast recording, I had to step away for a minute to deal with my dog that you heard barking in the background there. This, by the way, is why I don't have many friends. Anyway, we came back to it right here. So, yeah. Uh, tokens. Mm-hmm. Are there some currencies that are token based and others that are not? Like, what's the difference between like a Bitcoin and a token? I know that uh, Ethereum is a token. Yeah, it's like I'm trying to remember the things. I I looked into this because there there are like when you get into the I don't know is an acceptable answer. Oh yeah, because <laughs> when you get into like the thick of it and you're talking about like IR20C tokens or is it ER20 ER20C tokens, okay. which essentially like like the, that's like a like a whole thing like that is a little bit beyond like my own kind of technical depth from what i do understand there are some tokenless cryptocurrencies um but nine out of ten of them all use crypto all use tokens because most of them are built on the ethereum platform and because the ethereum platform does offer the the building of er20c tokens that you can actually create a token system um, it gets kind of complicated. So, like, kind of go, to go back to, like, the substratum thing, like, if your computer is being, like, you would leave your computer on and you would allow it to host other computers going to the Internet and you'd be facilitating that. So you get paid for your time and effort. because like Bitcoin mining. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's almost like Bitcoin mining in a way. And, and so you would earn, like, substratum tokens mm-hmm. that you could cash in, do other things with. Um, and, and a variety of other things. But that's usually like when you get into like that weird kind of rabbit hole that we were talking about to where it almost sounds like a Dungeons and Dragons kind of thing to where it's like, well, you've got this token so you can invest it into the cloud so that way you can turn it into <laughs> like Ethereum ideas and then you can make a shard off that Ethereum and with those Ethereum shards, you can then make some forks. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, I've heard about the forks and I've heard shards before and I, it was like, okay. That I, I listened to an hour and a half uh, talk with Vitalik, the one of the co-founders yeah. of like Ethereum, and it was talking all about shards, and I was just like, I don't understand anything that's happening, and I, and I tried, I tried to understand, and that's the thing, like with with Bitcoin and everything like that, like I've been at this for since early September, and like still there's like things that I just kind of don't know. 
that's but at the same time like when it, it that's why like I'm I think I'm honestly more of a philosophical kind of investor because I could sit there and try to understand like how things like Cardano or things like IOTA and their, their Tangle technology yeah. and I'm just like hold up so you guys are different from blockchain and you're one of the only unique ones that actually offers this okay cool I'm gonna put a hundred bucks toward this just because it's a little different and everything like that that's kind of all I sort of need to know and I'll look on it more if I want to like increase my position on it and be more bullish on it but you know o- overall there are some things that are just you can't learn the technology of every single little thing and so if you want to like keep your world into whatever coinbase is offering like just like that you know bitcoin litecoin and ethereum i don't think you should invest in bcash because i don't agree with roger ver and what he's done but um you can get bitcoin cash and that's telling you not to kids it's just i don't agree with it philosophically <laughs> um but you can do that or you can have you know five different crypto accounts like i do for like you know binance and bitrix and bitfinex and all well not bitfinex anymore but uh you know the variety of other like you know exchanges that i work with and stuff and you want to do arbitrage trading and a whole bunch of other stuff like you know there's a whole variety of things that you can do just like with stock trading or you can just get the kind of the fang kind of like stocks like the facebook amazon netflix google kind of like the group of that which you know spells fang um and, and you can yeah that's why they're called fang stocks um or you can get you know you can get essentially the, the fang equivalent which is just like the mega market capital ones so bitcoin litecoin ethereum ripple you know things like that so it's it's really just you know you, you don't have to do anything crazy if you want to commit like a hundred bucks per paycheck you know and do like a um a slower investment strategy like you're not missing a train like it's still super early i feel like like i feel like bitcoin is going to be something on like the hundreds of thousands of dollars for like one single bitcoin and i've told people i'm like just buy one buy one put it on a ledger uh, like a hardware wallet that no hacker can touch forget about it don't look at the markets and just forget about it yeah because it, it even if it crashes it's money that you've just kind of put away somewhere and you're not going to really miss it yeah. Or it could take off. Like, I, I, well, you said 100,000. I heard 60 sometime this year. Yeah. Expecting. Somebody predicted that. Yeah. It's like, that's, that's what I was saying. Like, 2018 is going to be a crazy time. And the fact that I actually checked while uh, you were dealing with your dog earlier that uh, we're, we're almost at $15,000 for Bitcoin. Um, there could be another correction coming up. I don't know. I'm not a financial advisor. I feel like there's probably going to be a little bit more correction. We may see 10,000 again. Um, but at the same time, because the market is so emotionally driven, people are like, oh, cool, we're back. Like, bye, 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 bye. And, and sometimes, like, just dummies control the market or people who own 20,000 Bitcoin that started way back when, and there's people out there that have it, um, they can c- completely market manipulate the entire thing. So, you know, crypto isn't perfect, but it's something that is utterly fascinating has like just captured my fascination so this is one of these things where i i feel like an old man uh-huh as you, you should know, and and like when like you said it's very much like listening to somebody talk to talk about dungeons and dragons and it's really easy in that moment to be like you know what i got other things i need to think yeah. about and deal with i just whatever, whatever you uh-huh. know? but i also think how many people have you heard that were like I bought Apple stock in 84 exactly and if I just that. held on to that, you know. Yeah, exactly so that. So we're in another one of those moments. Yeah. That's what yeah. this is. Mm-hmm. And so 
like I, I feel like I need to educate myself at least a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, now that I am on, on Steam, you know, we can talk about that for a second. But um, yeah. I got to give credit to my friend Krzysztof, who set all that up for me from Poland. Um, thanks, Krzysztof. Thanks, Krzysztof. He, uh, he told me about the wonders of Steam It, and I did three posts, and I've already made, like, actual money. I mean, like, yeah. like enough to where I'm actually thinking, maybe I should stop posting things on Facebook, because, I mean, it, yeah. there, there's so little traction on Facebook, and you have to work so hard, and yet... <laughs> You come over to Steam it, and there's actual money that you can can make. Yeah, there. yeah, and like and like that's the amazing thing is like there's like how I was kind of talking about how like there's sort of the anarchist kind of mm-hmm. like crypto kind of people out there. I do like the idea of like decentralization and sort of the middle finger that we sort of get to give to the man in some respects to say like, hey, Facebook, we've been using your platform because your platform was the only thing that we really had. Now we can actually build something that benefits people like using yeah. it like. I can post something, get 200 bucks because I'm a smart guy and can write maybe smart something or something funny. Like I've seen stuff on Steam it for kitties, essentially, like just cats, yeah. Yeah. you know, and... Oh, cats. Yeah, just cats. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not crypto kitties. Um, <laughs> but like just cats, like just like almost like an r slash cats kind of thing. Yeah. And and people make money with that. And it's and it's so cool in the fact that it's like this new... It, it, it's like the internet, I feel like is... It's like the internet 2.0 that we all wanted. It's it's this new kind of ushering kind of thing. And there's going to be some weird stuff kind of coming out. Just like if you look at the prehistoric kind of like fossils and everything like that, there are some wacky animals that existed at one time. And it's because there's a whole bunch of offshoots and like of megafauna and everything where, like where that. Where did this come from, by the way? Cause this, this... The, the reason why I'm responding like this is Cooper <laughs> sent me stuff on on facebook on the facebook messenger like yeah all of a sudden it was all about these megafauna and did you just have a sudden interest in that (laughs) this is way off topic no what it was is i was listening to i I wanted podcasts and this is this is going deep i wanted podcasts that were narrative based and the podcast that i found that was narrative based was went all the way back to 2008 so there's a lot of content to listen to and it's called the leviathan project and I was just like, you know, I'm kind of curious, like, where Leviathan came from. And while I was searching for the Leviathan, I found this, like, one dinosaur that's like, actually considered the original Leviathan. It was, like, one of the only predatory whales that ever existed. And it was, like, an artist's rendering of a whale. It was, like, a gray whale being eaten by this whale, like, being bitten in half. And I was like, oh, that's ridiculous. And I found out that that whale, like, had 17-inch long teeth. Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> How is this a thing? And I found it on a Reddit post that's called uh, Nature Was Heavy Metal. Mm. And there's also an r slash nature is metal, but it's Nature Was Heavy Metal. And I like started seeing all these like giant megafauna where I was like, oh, yeah, you know, like little um, – what are those? It's not an echidna, but it's something else, like the little like hedgehog – hedgehogs. It was like he- hedgehogs that were like the size of like beetle cars. Yeah. And I was just like, that, that doesn't make sense to me. It's like <laughs> dragonflies that were as the size of a grown man. Or, you know, a whole bunch of, like, you know, like, here's a salamander, and it's the size of a bus. And I'm just like, what? Well, I know with, with a lot of the, uh, like, the arthropods and the insects, the, the insects, because mm-hmm. that's how you pronounce it. Uh, well, there was a period of time when the Earth had, like, a much higher oxygen content. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, they don't really breathe like we do. They kind of absorb it through, mm-hmm. you know, ducts and stuff in their skin. Yeah. And so there was a lot more oxygen to take in, so they grew yeah. into these ridiculous sizes. So, I mean, like, that's why you don't see dragonflies 
the size of the Yeah, they just coin. physically can't get that big anymore. Yeah. I like to imagine some facility that they've hyper-oxygenated and have, mm. have one giant evil mosquito that they're just like, so we can release these, right? <laughs> like during World War Three or something like that? Like, oh, yeah. And the mosquito flies out and just like... <gasps> <laughs> no oxygen. No, it was, it was funny, too, because like, um, like it was a fun fact that I thought you would like. Is the first 40 million years of trees existing... There wasn't any decom- like any kind of decomposer right. that could actually destroy those trees, and so it was just trees on top of trees on top of trees on top of trees, and they're also megafauna trees or megaflora trees, right. and and then like and apparently they had like fires that would burn for years that were like the size of Texas and stuff like that, and like that's where we get like all of our coal from. Yeah. It's from this like one era before like fungus was like, oh, hey, we can turn this into soil. Like yeah. that. And then once that happened, it was kind of like game over coal. I also saw a video where they were talking about, um, we've gone way off topic. <laughs> um, that the, the world was purple once upon a time. What? Because there was... Um, Do a video on that. This was before... Uh, before any actual like life sprung up or anything, but it yeah. was all like the soup in the ocean kind of mm-hmm. thing. And um, there was a certain type of... Okay, it was because of methane or something like that? No, no, no. It was because before um, photosynthesis. Okay. Uh, before whatever... God, I'm blanking now. But the things in plants that let them... Chlorophyll. Absorb, chlor, chlorophyll. Yeah. Chloroforms that have okay. chlorophyll. Okay. Okay, so this is before that. There was like a precursor to that that um, absorbed different wavelengths of light. Okay. So the reason it's green is because that it absorbs the... Red and blue, or whatever. Yeah. You know, and that we it bounces green out, and that's why we see green. Mm-hmm. But whatever this was, um, it was like a more of like a bacteria kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It uh, it absorbed all the wavelengths except for purple, hmm. and so that was like the only life on Earth during this particular period. It's, this is more theoretical. They don't know if this is true or not. But yeah. The idea is like for a while the Earth may have been purple because all the life on it was purple. Purple Earth. And and, 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 huh. and it covered like the oceans. Yeah. Like, the surface of the oceans, so the so oceans like... looked purple. That's fascinating. Isn't that kind of cool? That is the wackiest thing. Yeah. I love it. Oh, that blows my mind. <laughs> blows my mind like Bitcoin blows my mind. Um, Good segue. Well, and, and, no, well, so, 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 so let me, let me, because I okay, wanted yeah. to say this earlier and then before it leaves my mind because I'm older than you. Um, <laughs> the, the thing about Steam It that I find interesting. Yeah, Steam It. Is, um, I really, I know this is a prediction that's, that's bound to not happen, but I feel like Facebook's about to come down a bit. Yeah. I think they got a bit too evil, you know, with the way they they use their algorithms and with the way they manipulate mm-hmm. and with the way they basically turn us into a product that they sell to advertisers and, and like yeah. for for me. So I did a thing a while back called the Daily Epic. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. So um, I got I've I've kind of hated Facebook ever since. Because what you do is you got to work your butt off to get a and following. Then, and then some shithead repost your stuff, right? Well, there's that thing, but where I was going with that was that um, you have to you have to pay to get the audience, and then you got to pay to actually reach the audience. Yeah. So what's that about? Like, I, I would understand if it was like I have 500 people following my page, and when I post something, 500 people see it. Yeah. Okay, but I want to grow it, so I'll pay a little bit of money, and Facebook will show it to people outside of that group. Yeah. Fine, I get that. But when you have 500 people and only like 50 people see it, and you've got to pay money for the people that have said that they want to see your content to see mm-hmm. their content, yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, no, and, no, like, and it, so the, I mean, just that's that's one example. But like, uh, I just feel like Facebook 
has gone for so long without a real competitor, and they kind of own the market and everything. That they're getting kind of dumb now. Yeah, and so like especially if you're a content creator, it's. No, I can totally understand that. You're kind of sitting on your own balls when you post to Facebook. Yeah. yeah. So 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 uh, uh, something like Steam it where you can build a community and be upvoted and all that kind of stuff and actually get uh, you know crypto cash Mm -hmm. for the you know the the work that you do. It just makes more sense as a content creator. Yeah, for sure. Well, like, um, and, and kind of getting into that, yeah, because Facebook has just become such a pay-to-play kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And and then even, um, like, YouTube started having that with, like, their kind of algorithm kerfuffle that they had. But YouTube's at least, like, pretty good to where it's, like, it's, it's it still has this idea of discovery kind of thing. And you can go through your subscriber list pretty easily. Like, it's, like, the UI isn't so bad. Yeah. But, like, I know, like, um, Snagit. I believe it is like Kurt Kurtznagit. I'll show you. It's it like Kurt's cassette. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They do like the really <laughs> it took good. Me a long time to get that name. Right. I, I was just like, I don't. I was like, you guys suck at naming your thing. I was like, who's Kurt Saget? Yeah, <laughs> Kurt Saget. Like they, I had to subscribe to like an email list for them, and they just they just email me when they have a new video that yeah. comes up, so they don't have to deal with that, and it's been a lot better. But um, I need to use my email list a lot. Yeah, I have one. Well, like um, to kind of further segue, so like Steam it is awesome in, in terms of that and then I actually have um, like a, my podcast on that too but it's got like one thing on there it was like Steam was like we, your profile's estimated worth is a dollar fifty I was like aww <laughs> but um, right um, but more so I think like what you were kind of getting at there is like how cryptocurrencies can they're more than just currencies like you know just kind of like with Substratum it's more than just you know a currency it's, it's something else it's a technology that does something to sort of let the common individual man not be sort of shackled by these oligarchical kind of level of powers of like, you know, the Facebooks and, you know, right. kind, of, kind of like the Fang, you know, the, the Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Googles and stuff like yeah. that. You know, there's, it's like this way of like fighting back in kind of a neat way. And I think that's why a lot of like mainstream media is against it. Mm-hmm. But um, more so with blockchain is like you talk about a technology that can track everything like it's going to have applications within logistics. It's going to have applications within all this kind of stuff, but f- to be more applicable within our own kind of situation, within our own democracy. And so, like, that's where that's where it kind of gets into this really interesting conversation because would I be willing to give up my privacy in order to ensure my democracy? Because if the blockchain says, oh, hey, we're going to validate Cooper Carr's vote um, as, you know, absentee or you know yes you know yes no red white whatever you want party you want to vote for um kind of thing and then when you know you have a potus like trump out there talking about that what like three and a half million six million like voters he said are fraud that that is not a thing um you know that's something very powerful and then when you talk about blockchain technologies being like going into currencies and, and things like that like to find shell corporations and find when those shell corporations were made by whom and and so like when you're dealing with like these companies that advertise from Russia on Facebook and there's like well we went to it and then it kind of Panama papered its way out sort of mm. thing and but like with institutions like blockchain it becomes the 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 world becomes very round and there's less corners for people to hide in and so like that's what makes me really excited is that it it brings this kind of level where you you don't have to trust kind of in a way because the technology is so foolproof, which is kind of dangerous thing because you're trusting a lot into a technology then 
to not trust other people. Mm-hmm. And so there's this different kind of swapping kind of situation going on. It does get into a but, weird But it's like, you know, yeah, like how often have we trusted outlets and like, you know, things like Facebook and Facebook doesn't care or about me or my welfare. He cares or it cares, you know, uh, whether or not I'm, I'm active or not so that I can make it Facebook right. dollars so it can data mine me because, you know, I realized I was on time hop and I was like, wow, I've had a Facebook for 11 years. I was like, how much data have mm. they gathered and benefited from that? And what have I gotten? Like, likes? You know, these, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. non-usable, like, just hieroglyphic things that make me feel warm and fuzzy inside. And then you have something like Steemit that is completely a, a positive solution to want people to, you know, actually uh, cooperate. Yeah. That, what you were just talking about is a very interesting conversation, actually. The, the idea that um, it's always like, how much, how much privacy do you give up for security? Mm-hmm. You know? And I think we're already living in a post-privacy society. We kind of already are. You know? Yeah. I, I'm convinced my phone listens to me. Because so I've, had, I've had conversations ads, with my wife, and then I'll see an ad on Facebook. Yeah, like no, straight up. I will get that, too. And I almost want to, like... I want to somehow test it, like I like like have like I don't know. Make me say the word. Marmite. Like, mar, Talk yeah, about marmite. Mar, marmite all the time, and then just put my phone in front of it, and then just have like on Premiere or something like that. Copy and paste ten thousand times. Marmite, 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 <laughs> and just see like, and then just and then just scroll through my Instagram, and stuff like mm-hmm. that because I I I hate those things and how it's just like. I you know I want access to your microphone. And I'm like, can you just put a when you use it, you know, on that uh, kind of because like, with locations that allows that you know option to where it's like, oh hey, this app wants to use your location. Do you want to use yeah. like let this app see where you are when you use it? Okay, sure. But these like, you know, carte blanche statements with with microphones and everything like that. Yeah. That you know. Well, so I mean, the, the first thing that a lot of people that probably have gun racks in their cars are going to say is, I don't want to give them my privacy. No. But it, you've already given it up. That's kind of the point that yeah. I'm making. Oh, yeah. So, so you might as well give it up to a system that will create a, a verification of everything, like you were just talking yeah. about. That, that, you know, that you know where everything's coming from, that you know the votes are valid, that you know yeah. the dollars are there, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, because like right now, it's your privacy is being violated, and you don't know who knows what. And so now it's getting to a level of privacy transparency. And, and I think, like, that's – it's, like, weird. Like, I want to be transparent about who has my stuff. Right. And, you know, it's kind of like how when uh, – you know, John Oliver, he did that whole thing on, like, who has whose debt kind of thing. And you don't know who has your debt or, like, who's buying your medical oh, debt. Oh, where they bought yeah, out Yeah, where they bought yeah. all that medical oh debt and everything. Yeah. And so you don't know what's going on with that. And even though it's your finances. It's like, wouldn't it be great if through the blockchain you could track mm-hmm. where your finances are – and even if they're negative finances, such as debt, wouldn't it be great if you knew exactly where they are and who had it and what ledgers they belong to? Yeah. And it's like that's where blockchain, you know, the blockchain technology can completely leave Bitcoin behind and it can actually come into like different revolutionary yeah. ideas in terms of that. And so that's something that honestly has gotten me very excited to where kind of like the no goodniks of the world <laughs> have less options. And, right. and as yeah. like just a common, they can't get away. Yeah, with as, as a common small guy mm-hmm. who has a pitchfork and a torch, <laughs> you know that sounds hunky dory to me. Well, the thing, whenever there's a new technology like this, there's always a spinoff 
mm-hmm. that we're not expecting. Yeah. That sometimes changes the world in a bigger way than the thing that we were originally working on. And so I think I think that there's some applications for blockchain like that that are that are going to be really world changing that yeah, I can't even imagine right now. Oh no, because it's like it's in its infancy on yeah. on like such a big level. I mean, like I mean, now that people are starting podcasts and everything about it and. I think once you start seeing like less volatility in the markets and stuff like that, you know, Bitcoin's not going to go from, you know, 12,000 to 15,000 to 13,000 in one day. Yeah. It'll be 100,000. Okay, now it's like 101,000, 100,000. You know, that's going to be like the max fluctuation, which was the same thing that happened with gold. Mm-hmm. Gold used to be a highly, highly like volatile uh, thing to where, you know, you'd be like, oh, hey, I want one bar of gold for that. And like, oh, yeah, sure thing. Two bars of gold. You know, like, what? And it's like, yeah, that's how volatile it is right now. So it experienced the same kind of level of volatility, but now it's just mainstream media can attack it on such a bigger and bigger level. Yeah. And my parents, like, you know, they sit, and it, it's fascinating, like, to have my parents as, like, these guinea pigs, and they text me, and they're like, Cooper, watch out for, like, this and this. And, like, I think it's going to be the next, like, Mount Gox. And they're just like, ooh, like, I, I know, I know, I, I know these, I know a thing. And I'm just like, yeah, no, that, that's total you just BS. You tell me about BS. the banking on Bitcoin. Yeah, banking on Bitcoin, yeah, I on, actually on Netflix. Seen it before, yeah. yeah. Um, no, there was that guy who was the New York regulator. Yeah, that guy. Those regulations and then quit his job to, like, start a consulting firm to, to help To navigate all the regulations. That he created. Yeah. 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 I was like, wow, what a scumbag. That's, like, nepotism and, like, just, like... Self-nepotism. Yeah, just self-nepotism on, like, such a whole other level. I'm, I'm, I will say there's, like, the evil part of me that's, like... Yeah, pretty freaking smart. Yeah, Yeah. I I think that is a part of being an adult where you get to some (laughs) some kind of level towards just like he's like, damn it, you have to respect him. You respect (laughs) that hustle, man. Um, Because when when I was like um, like uh, when when people are like we're so like negative on Donald Trump and everything like that, I'm like, guys, at the same time, he won, and I was like, instead of like focusing on like why like you know he's an awful person and whatnot i'm like figure out why and how he won yeah and and everything that's like the more that interesting question. yeah i was like because that that's that's a far more interesting question um there's a, a channel called charisma on command okay no it's sort of like a self-improvement you know youtube well, thing YouTube channel yeah okay but he called it way back when, like when when the candidates when it came down to him and him and hillary he, he called it way back then yeah just based off of charisma yeah you know? Like theory and stuff yeah, like that. I remember because like uh, I, I remember the specific debate, and I remember I I talked to my friends about it. It was when he said to Hillary, "Cause you'd be in jail." Mm-hmm. That was, I was like, "Oh my god, he's gonna win," because people <laughs> think that that's what a president is. But like what that we've learned, like it's a it's a shoot from the hip, come you know, come off the top of your head kind of thing, not a not intellectual or anything like that. Um, they wanted a guy who could have a witticism and be quippy rather than an intellectual or something like that. Well, and he I was just like, had the quippy that's it. Over her. Yeah, she was. Also... She was a she was a robot. I mean, I didn't vote yeah. for Hillary either. Yeah. I I I just I voted for Bernie and everything like that. And she was not my choice of candidate. No. <laughs> uh, I, but kind of on that same level, what you're just talking about was um, uh, Obama had a, he could be funny. Mm-hmm. But he was also very calculated. Yeah. And he was not a shoot from the hip kind of guy at all. No, no, he was not good. At, he was not good at that. And so then you get a guy who's like, "I'm going to say whatever the f- comes to my head." Yeah. And so there was, I mean, 
that's what the refreshing thing was. Yeah, like, well, I think, like, when you have a certain amount of group of people who feel disenfranchised, for someone to call this a bunch of bullshit, Mm. um, I mean, bullcrap, to to, to call us a bunch of bullcrap is is kind of refreshing because it's like he's saying what i'm thinking you know and like that is like kind of nice talking (laughs) um yeah exactly that but 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 then when you get into like again like to get into kind of to segue back into blockchain like when it comes to the investigations with trump and following the money and Mm -hmm. what was this person interacting with this like again like that's where like blockchain technology could totally come in because you go like because what I think is gonna happen, Mueller is gonna have hi, we're the Swiss bank, and we're pretty much where all the evil in the world gets funneled through. <laughs> and because if, if 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 Trump was really working with Putin, like the guy who's like ex KGB, like high up yeah. military level intelligence, they're not gonna leave a paper trail that's very easy to find at all. And you know but they're gonna use that's what he's mu- done his whole life. Yeah, exactly. Putin. Yeah, Putin. Yeah. Um, and so, like, and so, I I'd hope that this kind of, in a way, like, just how Trump, in many ways, kind of brought about. I feel like he was sort of the catalyst for the Me Too movement mm-hmm. in many ways. I mean, obviously, that was started by that uh, that other woman that her name's escaping me. Sorry, but, uh, um, but you're not the first person I've heard say that. Yeah, towards that kind like of brought the whole thing to the yeah. It, it brought it to the mass media of just like when when my mom was just saying like, oh well, you know, that's just locker room talk, and then my mouth was just like agape, and I was just like. No, <laughs> I was like, "Are you out of your mind? What? I've what? never said that. I've did. never said that in the locker room ever. I don't brag about sexually assaulting women. I've never done it because I'm not a crazy person." <laughs> um, but that I, I, I feel like, like how I was saying, like within like that, that spherical kind of world, that there's gonna be less dark corners for yeah. these more so shady things to hide in, and those shady things do not like that at all, yeah. and they control a lot of mouths in media. They control a lot of like. You know things like that, like uh, even in um, like r slash Bitcoin, a Reddit thing is experiencing an info war right now, to where a bunch of fake accounts are being created and spreading fud uh, throughout all of the um, you know the the entire like group, and people are like, what's going on with this? And they start like analyzing like these um, actual like you know uh, accounts and stuff like that, and they're like, you can see like right here, all these accounts are all of a sudden just like being created. And all those accounts also have the same opinions. Like that's that's really mm. weird to have a clustering like that occur. And so you have like this kind of this very new cybernetic mm. kind of thing that we got to experience, you know, with our election, and everything like that. Mm. These new cyber wars, and there has to be a technology to make people culpable in those situations. And you know, I don't want to be like praise be to the blockchain; it has saved us. Like you know, I almost want to pull it like blockchain, like evangelical you know, kind of person, but, like, you know, I, I don't want to be so blind in saying that, like, blockchain has all the answers, but I think it's a really good avenue that needs to be thoroughly explored, mm-hmm. and I can't see something bad coming out of that. Well, that's a good way to kind Get of... off soapbox. No, no, no. That, that, I, I was like, do I end it with a joke or let that just hang there? I think that's pretty good. <laughs> Uh, well, I want to give you a chance to talk about your podcast a little bit okay. to anybody who's who's listening to this and doesn't know about it because yeah. I appeared on there. It's got to be pretty good. Yeah, that's true. Joe, I think he appeared on episode 16. Um, <laughs> Sweet 16. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's actually getting nice because um, – so the podcast is called Cinepile Podcast, which 
I kind of wish I would have renamed it back in the day because people are like, oh, cool, Cinephile Podcast. I'm like, <laughs> it's not that. It's cine, like cinema space pile, P-I-L-E, podcast. Like Cinnabon. Yeah, like pretty much. I'm like, <laughs> and so like now I like I spell it out like it in, in my sign-off tomorrow. Like essentially it's, hey, guys, we're coming to a close here. And just remember like this is, you know, been Cinephile. And you can reach out to us at C-I-N-E space, uh, you know, you know, P-I-L-E. I almost forgot how to have my own podcast. But, um, okay, so, yeah, the Cinepile podcast, I started that two years ago with my two roommates. Um, one lives in Prague now. One still lives with me, but we still manage to put out three new episodes every single month. I'm actually amazed I'll still do it with, uh, with him in Prague. Yeah, it's uh, Sunday at 11 a.m. That's when we record. That seems to be what works for Kyle. It's probably late. It's, it's like 6 o'clock yeah, for yeah. him. It's like 6, 5 o'clock. Yeah. But um, I got really tired of listening to... Um, film podcasts that weren't mirroring the the conversations I was having with my film friends, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, if only there's a podcast that was like that. And I just heard this stupid little thing inside of me. I was like, well, then make it dumb dumb, <laughs> and I was just like, okay, cool, yeah, I'll make it. And so like now we have uh the the structure that we have now is we talk about a film that we think was significant and modern, so something like Lady Bird. Um, then kind of our hot takes, that's like our second week. And so that's like stuff we've seen on Netflix, kind of like whatever we've seen in our general lives that we just personally thought was good. You know, if we watched a movie from like, you know, you know, Irma Bergman, we can talk about that. Um, or we can talk about, you know, this second season of travelers that came out on Netflix. Um, and the third episode is talking about on, um, a more kind of pantheon cinema level, like, you know, of all of Stanley Kubrick's films, which one was the most innovative and what did it bring to cinema and what did that provide? Um, so that's pretty much been our mission because we're not experts, but we like the journey of being a cinephile and we want you to kind of come with us during that journey and open up a fun kind of discussion sort of thing. Um, pretty much I just call it like it's a, it's a sports show for, for film nerds. So you're recording one this Sunday? Um, no. Oh, wait, no, this upcoming Sunday? Yes, yes. What, what are you going to be talking about? Um, we, this one, technically, to commit to it would be our hot take episode because we upload every single Friday at 8 a.m. Been kind of inconsistent with that, but I'm fixing it. it. It's hard to stick to it, but I'm, I'm holding myself to, to it. It's part of my 2018. Um, yeah. But yeah, so essentially the Cinepile Podcast. You can find us on SoundCloud, Facebook, uh, Instagram at Pod. Um, or anything like that, I'll provide you with links, and I guess we can put that down below. Yeah. And so, if you guys like movies, if you want to give us a listen, um, we've had like twenty something episodes so far, and we're now on a much more consistent content schedule. So there should be more more content coming out for the remaining twenty eighteen. So, Cinepile Podcast, check it out. You yeah, can you listen. Can start with uh, number sixteen. Number sixteen, which, with with really with, with Joe Scott. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks, dude. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then I would say, like, okay, so I just kind of want, in, in, in closing, just kind of, kind of, <laughs> in closing. So if you're going to do cryptos, make sure to base it off of the Bitcoin valuation. If you're going to be a serious crypto person, do not keep your money on the exchange. Put them on a hardware wallet that is not connected to a computer that someone can get. Write down your passwords everywhere. I have my password in 10 different anonymous locations in my house. Not just my room, in my house. I have one in the glove box of my car um, and everything like that. So 
make sure to do that because when it's gone, it's gone. Um, you know, don't freak out and panic with these like you know high volatility. And if you want to do it, YouTube is amazing. People like you know people like Joe who just put out amazing content out there who well i mean like i mean not for like bitcoin obviously but pe there are people <laughs> out there that like that put out content like you know equal yeah. to your kind of level of like content quality that you have I, i'm more of a um, primer there's other people that are yeah. experts about it. and so like you know i'd say follow data dash yeah. uh box mining uh crypto investor um they're kind of my top three and also crypto bobby um, avoid BitConnect. That's a huge scam out there that it tricks a lot of newbies. BitConnect and Tether are two things that like you really want to avoid. Are those exchanges? Or? No, those are cryptocurrencies that are just like oh. BS, like oh, okay. in big, big ways. But um, yeah, so if you guys, I mean, comment below <laughs> uh, if I don't know what you post this on SoundCloud or something like that, or uh, no, no. So wherever you post, if there is a comment <laughs> section, comment below, and I'll, and if Joe can't answer the question, I'll happily answer your questions. But uh, it's an exciting time, to say the least, and I'm excited to see how this will change our world. Special thanks to Cooper Carr for joining me on the podcast and for all the help with the Bitcoin video, and of course, just for being a friend. Cue the Golden Girls theme song. Uh, the Oscars are in the near future. If that's something that you care about at all, if that's something that interests you in any way, uh, you'd probably enjoy Cooper's podcast. Again, it's the Cinepile podcast, C-I-N-E-P-I-L-E. Uh, look it up, give it a listen, even if you just want to hear the one that I'm on. Uh, but it's a good show, I highly recommend it. If you found this in your podcast player and you don't know, um, I mostly do a YouTube channel. You can find it by searching on YouTube, uh, Answers with Joe on YouTube, or you can check out my website, AnswersWithJoe.com. I post all my videos and podcasts there. It's just a, kind of the hub for all things Answers with Joe. Uh, T-shirts are available at AnswersWithJoe.com slash shirts. There's some really cool designs there. And just a reminder, if you get those dreaded canker sores, do check out cankerboy.com. Uh, not only will it help you out, it also helps support uh, the channel and everything I've got going on here. And lastly, if you enjoy this or any of my podcasts, a nice review on iTunes or Google Play will go a long way to helping get the word out. So anything you can do there is very appreciated. All right. So thanks for listening, and I'll catch you guys on the next Answers with Joe podcast. <laughs> Love you guys. Take care. Take care.